The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And so, as you must know, it's 100 years today since Michael Collins was shot dead at Bail in the Blaw. An enormous amount of coverage from the annual commemoration which took place yesterday, at which both the Taoiseach Michal Martin and the Taunashe Leo Varadkar spoke. David Putnam, the British movie director, once a producer, once spoke there in 2007. Of course, he's been a guest many times in this programme. He's a resident of West Cork himself. And he's given his line at this oration in 2007. Michael Collins is the most wonderful example of a life suspended somewhere between history and myth. And then it's appropriate that we have the playwright Jimmy Murphy and the musician and historian Paddy Cullivan to join us because if he hadn't been shot dead, you think, Paddy, 100 years on, would we be talking about Michael Collins? We would be talking about him, but as Donald Fallon said, the biggest crime a politician can commit is getting old. Uh, the, the wonderful thing about Michael Collins is he's like a rock star. He's dead at 31. He's handsome. He's brilliant. He's had already had an incredible career in both London and in Ireland. Um, and he's brought the British Empire to a standstill. Uh, what better CV could you have? You know, but if 10 or 15 more years of him dealing with, you know, p- pension reductions and, uh, you know, closing tram lines might have resulted in a, in a far less hagiographic opinion of him, you know. What do you reckon, Jimmy Murphy? I think we'd have been looking at uh, the Michael Collins who invaded the three-county northern state yes. and reunited the island. Because don't forget, at the time of his death, that the border was quite malleable. There were three border commissions. And it was very likely that Fermanagh and Tyrone was going to come back into us and half, if not all, of Derry. So he speaks in his essays in The Path to Freedom about the economic possibility of the, or, or the failure of the northern state but also the militarily uh, opportunity to invade it he, he was you know there was two prongs to him I think so I reckon around the 10th anniversary for the rising we would have seen a united Ireland and no Fianna Gael. And that's what he wanted is because there was a piece Mary Lou Macdonald wrote for the journal last week in which she effectively blamed him for partition but Collins's supporters would say it was merely a stepping stone that he was taking towards subsequent reunification, that it was something he felt the the treaty was something he had to do to avoid enormous former bloodshed, future bloodshed. Well, yeah, that's that's a good interpretation for now. But as, as Jimmy said, and I deal with it in my show, The Murder of Michael Collins, one of the huge motivations of getting rid of Collins was that he was a total loggerheads with his cabinet. He did want to do a military invasion of the North. He was planning it within six months. Even in July 26, he says to W.T. Cosgrave, when the Free State Army has grown to 35,000. He says, we now have a force that means something in our future dealings with Britain and the North East. So it's, it's, it's a part that Fine Gael have conveniently forgot. They like to present him as the arch-constitutionalist and as the kind of the, you know, the retiring banker who wants to move to the Burnaby with Kitty Kiernan. But, and the Burnaby being a very posh housing estate in Greystones, where the devs lived, by the way. Um, but actually, there's a far more militant streak to Collins. Mm. And that's something, as you say, Jimmy, that could have been... A, a totally different path we would have I think gone down. part of the problem is, I won't say the hijacking, but you look at, like, he's seen as the, the, the great image of Fianna Gael, who didn't even exist at the time. Um, I think what's needed, particularly with Sinn Féin and Fianna Fáil, that sort of green spectrum of light green, mid green and dark green, is to re-evaluate their relationship with Collins and rather than see the man in the free state uniform shooting at, shooting to kill or shooting up the air at his former colleagues, because that's, you know... 
that was the image that was left with me for a long time and I couldn't get past that. It's only mm. when I started to look into it and go, mm. he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth. He's telling Cosgrave and his army colleagues one thing. He's arming the IRA in Belfast. He's paying the Belfast Brigade. He's given them rifles that he's just bought, Lee Enfields that he's just bought off the, off the English. So I think Republicans have been put off by you know, the iconography that Fine Gael show that, you know, I think Leo even wears a badge. Um, they need to re-evaluate where they stand with the, the, the man because I think they idolised the guy who brought the tans to the, well, not to their knees, but, you know, won that war. And then it just all stops. Within six months, there's a treaty. Another six months, he's dead. And I think republicanism needs to, to, to go back and look at the relationship with them. Tell me about how you developed your interest in Michael Collins and how your perceptions of him changed as you learned more. Well, my family were old school Fianna Fáil. We grew up, you know, worshipping Dev and, and in a way you inherit that off your folks and you carry it with you. And I remember in my 20s reading the Tim Pat Coogan book and when I came to the end, I went, oh my God, this isn't as black and white as I was led to believe. It still took me quite a long time to, to navigate that because I would have gone down the rabbit holes of, you know, conspiracies and should he have signed the treaty? Was he was his hand forced? It was only when I was offered the commission, I thought I can only do this if I can find something different. This is the commission to, say, to write the play. To write the play. I mean, because the film, as flawed as it is and as contradictory, it, it, it says so much. And I wanted to find another angle, I suppose. So you're critical of Neil Jordan's No, movie, no, but I mean, that's the, that's what people know. The last 25 odd years, I think the film is great. I get carried away, but I can still it's see the flaws. Still. Absolutely. I mean, if it's on, I'll watch it. But what I'm saying is that's informed so much in terms of people going to see shows. What I was looking for was something that was completely different to that. So I went down to the bare basic facts, things that I didn't know. I didn't know there were 6,000 troops in the Phoenix Park who mm. were to attack the four corps. British troops, yeah. And McCready told, or McCready told Churchill, give me one more day. And Churchill goes, okay, but I'm going to make a speech to the House of Commons. And there's this, like a declaration of war that Tur- Churchill says, I think on the Tuesday, get the mill or I'll get the mill. Mm. So Collins is, like with the treaty, he's forced to act. He, all day there's messages going across the four courts. Come on, lads, get out. 11 o'clock at night, the two cannons are rolled down and still messages are going over. The Brits are coming, they're coming in. Half one, two o'clock, half three. The mm. final message goes over. And he has to act. And I think his idea... So, and the action he took was? The cannons open fire. but the four courts. Yeah, but with shrapnel shells, I don't know whether that was accidental, because I, I mean, I wouldn't like to stand beside a shrapnel shell, but seemingly they're not the same as the heavy artillery shells. Mm. But I think the plan was to get the lads out of the, the four courts, lock them up and sit down and work out um, a plan. But... The domino effect, and I think once once Brewer died, and Harry Boland, that he was a dead man walking. And I think he even knew that himself. Um, but but I never knew that 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 Churchill forced his hand, so to speak. I didn't know he was arming the IRA at the same time mm. with his own weapons. Because an awful lot of Republicans decry be, be what he did at the Four Courts as it's great, great betrayal. Yeah, and I, I did too for a long, long time. Even walking past, you'd be thinking, how do you get from that journey? of fighting the English to doing mm. this. I mean, the, the Helga shelled the four courts from Wood Quay during 1916 and th- th- that whole thing reson- must have resonated with them. But yeah, I they call it Easter week in reverse. Yeah. But, but what I find interesting is that 
uh, all of those elements as well. But of course, the assassination of Henry Wilson causes the whole thing. And that's again Collins acting against type. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people say oh, it was an old order, it wasn't Collins, but I think it's, it's quite obvious mm. that it was Collins. Yeah. And what he was saying to the IRA in the forecourts was, we're cutting the head off the serpent, which is Henry Wilson who ran the north yeah. and the armies in the north, who had spent the whole year saying we're going to invade the south because our, Collins only had an army of 4,000. You know, he had 50,000, Henry Wilson. So all of these things happen. It's a contradictory nature. And the problem is in, in, in Ireland is what we've done. Emmett Dalton bizarrely made a movie in the 1950s called This Other Eden that dealt with the death of a commander called Carberry and a man called Devereux, who was his second in command. And, and Emmett str- Dalton being who was at Collins's side when Collins died. In fact, there's even some suggestions that Dalton's hand may have been involved in the killing. Well, I deal with all of this in my in my show, The Murder with Michael Collins, but the, the, the Dalton's always there at the wrong time. He's the, He runs the cannons when they attack the forecourts. He's there when Collins dies. But he's an incredible person. And I mean, I, I have to be very careful in my show because I can't be saying definitively it's mm. this person or that. What I'm saying in my show is we need to exhume Michael Collins and find out what happened so that we stop blaming Sonny O'Neill or Emmett Dalton but for But isn't it true that has this great line that the people who weren't there are the most certain as to what actually happened yeah. whereas the people who were there at the time saw nothing. Exactly. And the fellow who saw everything wasn't there. And <laughs> <laughs> I, call, I, I call him Mr. Magoo should have gone to Specsavers. Uh, but, the, but the funny thing about it is that because there is no evidence from Bail Nablaw we have, we have tried to what happens after Collins dies is a very strange thing. Uh, people have no evidence, there's no bullets, there's no forensics, no ballistics, there's no inquest, no inquiry, no autopsy, no death cert. Well, there is an autopsy, but it goes on fire mysteriously in 1932. So people have to fill in the blanks with their own imagination. So the papers start saying that Collins said things like, forgive them and bury me in Glastonbury with the boys. A wound that killed him in a tenth of a second. Before he hit the ground. It's yeah. all rubbish. You know, he kept firing after he was mortally wounded. This is all in the newspapers at the time. And then to explain why only one man out of 30 dies in a, in, when he has 25 bodyguards that are meant to keep him alive, they start saying, ah, he was drinking. He was drinking that Rassler beer down in Sam's Cross. And then he never knew how to handle a gun. Sure, he did rifle training in 1914. He owned 21 handguns personally, and he had been in combat. Uh, he was careless about his own safety. This is a man who spied on the British for 10 years before 1916 even took place. So, I mean, careless with his own safety. So, and then to forgive them and all that is to try and make him like Jesus Christ, to almost make him like what I call a mantelpiece martyr. He said, forgive them at the end, you know. And so he's up there on the mantelpiece with, you know, Pope John Paul II, JFK and Jesus getting open heart surgery. The Sacred Heart. Jimmy, do you have a theory as to how he died? I do. I mean, remember, like the four alls are having a drink today at a quarter past six to mark the last time Collins left the pub. And there and 15 minutes later, the ambush happened. So I don't know whether he's supposed to have bought the lads two pints each. But you talk to any soldiers retired or serving about where they jarred and they sort of look at their feet and hmm. Ah. So there's that idea that drink, I mean... My take on it is, like, the IRA ambush squads are highly trained, highly experienced. It, there's a, a strict chain of command. You get the rear, you get the midsection. He's in a yellow Rolls Royce. Follow him. Because there's so many contradictions in the statements. People are saying Sonny O'Neill's here, Sonny O'Neill's there. But as it, it wasn't improvised. It, even though they were going away, it was planned. There was two or three attacks on him up until then. I mean, at, after, after Arthur Griffith's funeral, he's having dinner the, with the Lav- Laveries and he sits beside George Bernard Shaw for the entire evening. Mm. And the squad are out on patrol and they find a man called Dixon, who's a former Connacht Ranger, up a tree with a rifle. 
he's buried now out in the swamp that is now Fairview Park. So there's real attempts on his life. There was a grenade attack two days before he was killed in Stillorgan. He wasn't in the car. So the, the IRA are going to kill him and he knows that because he, he you know, they're good at that job. He, I'm he, sorry, he Jimmy, I have them. to counter all of that. It's Go. all rubbish. Dixon doesn't even exist. There's no proof he existed. There's, uh, there's um, the, the, the attacks of the, the lavery. But there's no proof he didn't exist. Well, exist. Either. Well, I mean, this is the whole point. We don't even know if there was an ambush at Bell and Block because there's no proof there was except for what he said or she said. And, you know, it, it's quite bizarre, the lack sorry, of evidence. You, hang on a second. You're casting doubt as to whether Bell and Block even happened 100 years ago today. Based on the evidence that we have, there's not even, and, and I, there's not a single bullet from Bell and Block. We have the bullet to kill Harry Boland. There isn't one bullet from Bell and Block. A guard of Hickey went down in 1924, says he collected a load of bullets and gave them to his kids as toys. Sorry, the f- two years later, would there still have been loads of bullets flying well, around? Well, we know I some other cases. In, we all know some other cases in Cork where the evidence is ridiculous. Um, Careful, uh, though. Uh, yeah, so, so here's what I'm talking about. But, but my, my point about this is, and you could say that about the IRA, they were taken by surprise. About five of them were left out of 32. Um, the Crossy tender has a machine gun that fires 500 rounds a minute. The other one fires 500 rounds. All the ambushers meet in the Metropole Hotel in 1964 and says not one of them saw what happened. They were cutting the tops off the hedges. Barely anyone could get a shot off. In my show, I found Sonny O'Neill was never a marksman or a sniper. There's no proof of it. He had a 40% disability in his right arm, which is not great for an assassin. And the shot he might have taken was at least a third longer than the third shot Oswald took on Kennedy, only hitting him accurately the, the, the third time. So, Paddy, you have your musical, which is still going. It's on tonight and tomorrow night, it's on tonight in the Pierce Centre and tomorrow night in the Pierce Centre as well. Um, go to paddycullivan.com for details. It's not a musical. It's called, it's called, the, it's called the Murder of Michael Sorry. Collins. It's, very, it's got two songs in it. But the second song is called Bail na blah, 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 which is what I'm talking about here. Yeah, which is, And I'm not, I'm not accusing you, Jimmy. The problem is I've had to sift through all these weeds and I've had to read all of this stuff. And it's amazing how much of it is unprovable. What, what have you uncovered? Do you think he was shot? Because, I mean, for me, soldiers aren't murdered or assassinated. They're killed in action. With, and he, he had a rifle in his hand. Yeah, but political leaders Where's the rifle? Murdered. Where's the rifle? I know. There is no rifle. No. The, the Webley revolver goes for 72 grand. Are you suggesting that somebody, he got out of a car, somebody shot him in the back of the head and then they brought him and staged this whole thing that everybody who was apparently there... But nobody saw, saw anything, Matt. No, but they're all complicit that there well, was Colin, a shootout, wasn't he's fairly Collins, Collins was 50 yards away around the corner. Nobody saw what happened. The only person who possibly could have seen it was Jock McPeak. Uh, the other incredible thing is that um, there is no rifle. The, the revolver went for 72 grand, but the rifle, which would be worth 200 grand today, nowhere to be found. Jimmy, when's your play coming out? My play's on in the Town Hall Theatre Galway on the... 7th of September. I'm going. For a couple of weeks. Great. We'll, we'll see what, how does it differ to Paddy's well, significantly, do I'd imagine? I, I, well, I, don't take any, I don't take any sides. I present the facts as, yeah. as I found them. Mm. I do think there was an ambush. Yeah. It, there was it, an it ambush. It did seem yeah. they were on the way home. Um, I don't think he was shot in the back of the head by Emmett Dalton. As, uh, some people seem to think it, the front of his head would have been blown out for a start, I think. Well, no, the I entrance wound was on the bottom left-hand side emerging on the right. Well, you see, this is what Gogarty, <laughs> Gogarty changed his statement in 1954. Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing about a murder of 100 years ago, but I am laughing well, at the, 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 the fact that 100 years later we could have been arguing That's about why we need to exhume the body. Yeah. And all this cold case stuff is rubbish if you don't exhume the body and actually investigate the skull, I'm telling you. Well, here's my take. The IRA had tried to kill him. And they set out to kill him in an ambush. 
and Michael Collins is dead. Jimmy, I'm going to go see your show and you come to mine. Deal. Okay? You come to mine tonight and I'm going to see you. I'll see you change. He will change his other shows. Paddy Cullivan and Jimmy Murphy, thank you so much for everyone with us here on The Last Word in Today FM. Uh, There's also a terrific supplement in the Irish Examiner today as well if you want more information about what happened 100 years ago, if not the definitive solution. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here.